It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Wolfer. It's Mark Andrea Wiesler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening to the Game Podcast. Podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are for another episode of The Countdown. And it is finally the day of the US Open. It seems to take an age, but we've had some fantastic tournaments leading up to the US Open. And something slightly different on this episode of The Countdown It is we have no JG. Unfortunately, he has had an eye operation and he will not be joining us on this one. But I want to quickly go on to last episode of The Countdown and just say uh, apologies for the incorrect uh, tennis shootout. Because uh, obviously Pete Sampras, he won his first US Open in 1990. So I was pretty close. I said 1991. I think JG just wasn't feeling very well that day and misread something. So apologies to everybody who pulled it. Well, and thanks to everybody who pulled us up on it in the comments section as well. But this is the countdown. We're going to be going through slightly different because it's just me on my own today. So I'm still going to be taking you through contenders. I'm still going to be taking you through the latest news. The tennis shootout. This is going to have a new twist today just because there's no JG. And uh, then we'll probably just be going into to some other stats and bits and pieces just to finalize this final episode ready for the US Open kicking off. So without further ado, buckle up and get ready for the countdown. Open and his first Grand Slam title. 
Before we get stuck into the video, we gotta say thanks to the sponsors of this video, which is FlexiSpot. This video is brought to you by FlexiSpot, the number one adjustable standing desk company. They've sent one over to me and I absolutely love it. I can go up when I want, I can go down when I want. And the beauty of it is being a podcaster, it means in them big moments of matches, I can stand up, walk around, scream and shout, and really get behind the players without sitting on my ass all day long. Yeah, I mean, he's not stopped going on about it since he got it. I can vouch for that. And it sounds like FlexiSpot have revolutionized the way that people work from home. It is incredible. You can stand up, you can get a bike under there, and you can even cycle while you are working these days. Uh, maybe even a treadmill. Can you imagine that? There's some amazing discounts that are coming with this Flexi Spot, up to 50% off this E7 standing desk, and that's from the 28th of August to the 1st of September. But that's not all. The first seven orders at 10 a.m. on the 28th, the 31st, and the 1st of September, they all can have a full refund. That's right, they will be free. Can you believe it? And if you subscribe, you stand a chance to win a PlayStation 5 as well. So make sure, hit that link in the description and get yourself involved with the Flexi Spot. And as simple as that, here I am standing up at my desk. I can have a little dance, I can move around, I feel free and I feel great. If you want to get one, make sure use the link in the description for exclusive discounts up to 50% off. And you never know, you may even get a free desk. But back to the video and I'm going back down. Yes, do not miss out on your flexi spot. Hit the link in the description below and you could be owning a free desk. I mean, what better thing is there than that? And you could be standing up, doing your work, sitting down, doing your work, whatever you want to do. But let's get into the contenders. Yep, here we are. And as you know, there are only two players that seem to be on everybody's mouths when coming into this US Open. And it is Novak Djokovic Carlos Alcalaz, it seems to be all that anybody can talk about. There are a few other players that people may like to mention. Um, and as you can see from the thumbnail, there's the likes of Daniel Medvedev. There's the likes of Yannick Sinner. But is anybody really giving them much of a chance? I mean, the way that everybody's looking at it, I've, I don't think I've seen any predictions anywhere that suggest it's going to be anything but a Djokovic or an Alcaraz win in this US Open, which might be might seem a little bit crazy because, believe it or not, there's not been that many people in history, or especially in the Open era, that have won Cincinnati and then the US Open back-to-back. -back. And obviously, this is what we're talking about Novak Djokovic achieving here. He would have to do it back-to-back. -back. And I... Well, I've put together a little graphic that hopefully you're all like because I was interested. So I had a little look and I wanted to find out who have won Cincinnati and the US Open in the same year because I feel that, that that's a very interesting stat 
And does it play any factor into whether they will win the the US Open? Which, well, we're going to have a little look and you're going to see who is on the list. So here they are. Let's look down the list. And it is, in fact, the last person to do it. It was in 2018 and it was Novak Djokovic won Cincinnati and the US Open in 2018. And, uh, well, it was an incredible performance in the US Open. He defeated Juan Martin Del Potro in straight sets in uh, 2018. And it was, in fact, uh, in 2018 when he did defeat Roger Federer in Cincinnati as well. So pretty, pretty good year. You've got to be really on top of your game to be able to do this. And if you look down the list, you see the next two names. Uh, it just so happens to be Rafael Nadal in 2013 as well. He beat John Isner uh, in Cincinnati. And then he also defeated Novak Djokovic in the final of the US Open. We had an eight-year break uh, before that. And it, of course, it was Roger Federer, wasn't it? In 2005. And in 2005, he defeated Andy Roddick in the Cincinnati Masters final. And then... He defeated Andre Agassi in the final of the US Open. That was in four sets. But you see the big three, they're the last three to have been able to do this. Djokovic has done it before, which might make the case he could potentially do it again. Other names on that list, we had Andy Roddick in 2003. He beat Marty Fish in the uh, Cincinnati final. And then he also... Um, defeated Juan Carlos Ferrello. That was in the final. That was a straight sets win for Andy Roddick. I mean, the biggest day of his professional career. That one's for sure. Before that, we it was five years before, and it was Pat Rafter in 1998. Pat Rafter uh, defeated Mark Filipousis in the final of the US Open. And that was just after when he had defeated Pete Sampras at Cincinnati. Uh, before that, though, you notice there's a little asterisk next to these ones. And these ones were before it was a Masters 1000 event. And uh, we got Mats Wilander in 1988, John McEnroe in 1981, Stan Smith 1971, and Ken Rosewall was the first person to do it. That was back in 1970. So you can see there a total of nine players in 55 years have managed the back-to-back -back win of Cincinnati and US Open. Uh, Djokovic being the last person to do it. Will he be able to do it again, though? Because you can see that list there and nobody did it twice. <laughs> so it's a very difficult thing to achieve. Let me know in the comments section, do you think Novak Djokovic is going to be the first person, be another record, won't it, to get it twice? Uh, it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility, would it, with Novak Djokovic? Record breaker, some might call him. And now let's move over to this little graphic as well, because this is the longest big three US Open title drought. And you can have a look down here. We've got the Australian Open on the left. Roland Garros, Wimbledon, US Open from 2018. You can see there all, all of them were won by one of the big three. 2019, same. 2020, the, uh, the same except for the US Open. Then we go to 2021. Djokovic won all of them other 
than the US Open, which is Daniel Medvedev. Then we got 2022, Nadal, Nadal, Djokovic, and then Alcalaz. And, and, and this year, there's obviously been Alcalaz winning Wimbledon. So we had Djokovic, Djokovic, Alcaraz, and now the US Open. Who's it going to be? Is Djokovic going to end the drought of big three in uh, the US Open this year? Let me know in the comments section on this as well. I think if anyone can do it, he can do it. That's for sure. You can see how many of his faces are here. He's, God, he's all over the place, isn't he? I mean, one of the most consistent tennis players, I think, to ever play the game. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see his name on the trophy again. He has an easier draw than Alcalaz, but you can only beat the players put in front of you. And it went to show in Wimbledon when Alcalaz got put to the sword, those extra games, the extra tension, the way that he was able to craft uh, an escape uh, out of some of these matches, I feel that that all comes to, to a head in a final of a slam. If you've managed to dodge a few bullets, if you've managed to come through the trenches just to get to that, that Grand Slam final, you could be even more like well battle prepared than the likes of someone who's just cruised through into that final. But that's my opinion. Right, we're going to move on to the next little section now where I just want to have a look at some of the odds and how they're playing a factor. I'm going to stick with the men's for now and then I'm going to move on to the women's in a second. And we'll go to the top of the odds and you can see here Novak Djokovic is the full-on favourite right now, 2.1. Alcalá's second favourite, 2.88. Uh, we also have Daniel Medvedev is third favourite, 12.0. Yannick Sinner, 17s. And then it's a massive drop. I mean, Zverev, 41. Sissipas, 41 as well. I feel that Sissipas... I mean, he did get to the final of the Australian Open, but his draw is quite tough. I mean, he's got Milos Raonic in the first round, which is a horrible draw, I have to say, for the likes of Stefano Tsitsipas. Uh, let's have a quick uh, ganders at that because there's, a, there's an interesting tweet uh, regarding this. So I'll bring this one over just quickly while we're on Tsitsipas. And it says, a very intriguing round one, Tsitsipas, Milos Raonic, head-to-head, 2-0 and versus Raonic, never dropped a set versus Steph. Tsitsipas, has never done that well at the US Open. Lost to Gallan in the first round last year. Somewhat struggles against big servers. And his form has been very iffy. Predictions. Yeah, I mean, well, give us your predictions in the in the comments section. Do you think Pass is going to still come a cropper against Raonic? Despite Raonic not really in any form. Surely Pass, this is the time to, uh, to break the curse against Raonic. But like he said... He's not been too good at the U.S. Open. Really needs to turn things around there. Maybe he'll be the surprise of this U.S. Open. We just don't know yet. Let's look down. Well, after Sissipas, we got Holger Luna at 51. Kasper Ruud at 67s. Same as Herkatch and Fritz. And then we can probably go down. Rublev at 81. TFO 81. Tommy Paul, 126. And we go all the way down. 
Andy Murray 200s, if you fancy that. <laughs> uh, Berrettini 200s, if anyone fancies that. That seems, I don't know, like a bit of a punt. But Eubanks, there you go. There's one for JG 300s. We've got the real big odds in there. Go all the way down to the 500 to 1s. Is anyone lower than a 500 to 1? I don't think they are. Surely not. We're going all the way down. No, 500 is the, the least that they give. And it's to pretty much everybody they expect to go out by the looks of it. Right, so I want to go to the quarters next because it's quite interesting to see how the bookies have put the quarters. So we've got Carlos Alcalaz. Uh, this is his quarter. Yannick Sinner, you can see. Well, Alcalaz a massive favourite, which he should be. He's obviously much more in form than the rest. Yannick Sinner, the second favourite for that quarter at 4.5. If you think he's going to beat Alcalaz, throw some money down. Why not? Uh, Zverev at 10s there. And Murray, the fourth favourite in this quarter to go through at 26s. But we've also got in that quarter Stan Wawrinka. We've got Cam Norrie in there. Vukic. But Sinner, maybe worth putting a little punt on there. Go to the second section. This one gets a little bit closer. Daniel Medvedev, the clear leader with 2.3. Her catch, 7.5. I think that that's a good value. I, th I think I might back that. Uh, her catch at 7.5. Rublev. Um, I mean, it's tough. He never really seems to to get to the semi-finals, so I don't, I'm not sure I'd back that. Dimonor, he's been in some sort of good form. Maybe some of the best punts here. Maybe we go for a Gal Monfils at 26. But yeah, that's that one. Maybe her catch is worth a little punt in that section. Go to the next one. This one's so, so split. I mean, it's so hard to predict. We've got Casper Ruud, Holger Luna, TFO and Tommy Paul. All sort of pretty much level in the odds to go through there. I mean, Casper Ruud and Holger Luna are slight favourites. But that's tough to call. We've got Corder in this section as well. We've got Fakina. We've got Lehechka. We've got JG semi-finalist Ben Shelton in this section. Yeah, I mean, that one, that's where you can really make some money, I think, in this one. TFO is definitely a decent bet. Come on, he's last year's semi-finalist. Tommy Paul's in great form as well. I mean, I've got him in my semi-final, my bracket. Maybe it's worth doubling that up with a her catch. <laughs> Who knows? Let's go to the last one. And obviously, Djokovic, just massive, massive favourite. Is there anybody that we realistically think can challenge him in this section? And the odds suggest no. Uh, we got Sissipas uh, is the second favourite at 10s. And Fritz 13s, third favourite. Felix 26s and same as Sarundolo. Eubanks at 34s. I mean, they just think he's just going to pretty much walk his way to the semi-final by the looks of the odds. But let me know your thoughts on that. What do you think? Do you think that the, the odds are fair? And if you had to take a punt on somebody to win their quarter... Would you pick the same ones that, that I've picked? So let me know in the comments section below. Very interesting to see how the bookies have things lined up. But let's move over to the women's quickly because I just want to speak about the same statistic that we had on the men's, which was winning Cincinnati and the US Open in the same year. Well, we can look at the same thing on the women's now. And you might be slightly shocked that it's not as many. 
It is very, very slim pickings on the women's side. And here we go. This is the big list. Well, there you go. <laughs> Just Serena Williams in 2014 and Kim Clijsters in 2010. That's it. That's the list. So I can let you know who they beat. So Serena Williams won Cincinnati beating uh, Ivanovic uh, in straight sets. And then she went on to win against Caroline Wozniacki in the final in 2014 of the US Open. Then Kim Kleister's back in 2010, beat Sharap, uh, Sharapova. That was in uh, three sets. That was in Cincinnati. And then she came on to, to beat Zvonareva in the final in 2010 as well. Uh, Zvonareva, I believe, going through qualifying at the moment. Uh, maybe she make, made it in. We're going to go through some of the qualifiers as well soon too. But I'm just going to go through and just have a look because this is a bit crazy. Is it going to happen this year? I mean, it looks even less likely on the women's. I know I've picked Coco Goff to win it. She won Cincinnati. Is she a Serena Williams in the making? I mean, it's far too early to say. Very big shoes to fill. Um... I'm I'm not sure if if it's possible. If she does it, then she's part of an elite list. Coco Goff. That's all we can say here. I'm not sure if she can. It may be too much too soon. But I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I I would love to see Coco Goff come on and uh, win her first Slam, especially in the US. It would be pretty special. She'd have all of her family there. She'd have everybody cheering her on in the stands. I think it would be an emotional one and. Maybe it's what tennis needs right now. Maybe we need to pull at the heartstrings of some of the fans. Seems to be a few people know that it's the end of the career for some of the big like players. Serena's gone. Roger's gone. Rafa's injured. Djokovic. I mean, he's, how long has he got left? That type of thing. People need something to get their teeth stuck into. They've got Carlos Alcalaz. He's tearing it up on the men's. Eager. She's tearing it up on the women's. She needs some more competition, though. She's got the other two. If we had Coco coming through, it would just add another dynamic on the women's side if we knew that she was able to defeat the likes of those big hitters. So she's beaten Eager once. Let's see if she can do it again. Maybe she won't even have to. But let's have a look how they're doing the odds on the women's side. We've got Iga Sviantek, the, the number one seed, and she is the number one in the favourites, 3.25. Sabalenka, 5.5. Cor, uh, Corey Goff, or Coco Goff, uh, 7.5. Getting quite close there, Coco, with the odds. Getting close to Saba. Rabakina, 10s now. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, doesn't that become much more appealing, knowing how good she can be and if she suddenly is fully fit that's definitely worth a bet i feel pagula as well she's at tens maybe less proven coming the back end of grand slam tournaments obviously she's never got past a quarter final ons jabur at 21 i mean last year's finalist i mean she's her confidence has taken a beating after that Wimbledon final. I just hope that she can come back from that and really battle to to the final of another Grand Slam soon. I don't want that to, to define her. She's a lot better than that. 
Um, we got Mukova at 23s. She's good, good to go deep, but would she win it? I mean, she's actually more of a favourite to get to the final than Ons Jabur as well, which is a bit crazy. So Ons Jabur at 11s to get to the final, but Mukova at 10s. So that's an interesting twist. Uh, and Von Drusova at 26s there. We've got Svitolina at 67s is the next best. So Madison Keys, maybe JG will have a bet on that. 67s. But let's have a look at the quarters. You saw they were quite lopsided on the men's. Are they as lopsided on the women's? Well, eager at uh, evens. She's at twos uh, on her quarter. And Coco Goff at fours, which is quite close. So they're definitely giving Coco a chance here. Daniel Collins at 17s and Mila Angeleva at 19s, who is level with Petula Kvitova. Can you believe it? Kvitova, uh, a Grand Slam champion, and Mila Andreva is level with her in the betting odds. I mean, that is nuts. Ostapenko there, that's a decent bet, maybe. 23s. And Wozniacki level with Ostapenko, maybe... Are they bigging up Wozniacki a bit too much? I think so. Let me know in the comments section. Move to the second quarter. This one a bit closer. Rabakina still the favourite here, though, at threes. Mukova, 5.5. Sakari, nines. Benchich, 11s. Hadab, Meyer, 13s. Sloan Stevens, 15s. Azarenka, 17s. So it's a nice spread on this section. You can see there's a, a lot of quality. You've got the. I feel that like you have to make Rabakina favorite for the section Sakhar is going to be super disappointed that she's that low in the odds that means that they're not really thinking she can get past either of those two Mukova Rabakina maybe too strong and Hadamaya yet to see what she's going to produce I mean we know she has a big following of Brazilians that do they're like an alliance that follow her around. No matter which court she's on, they're always there. And they always bring a lot of passion. Is she going to be able to pull it out of the bag at the US Open, though? I hope so. Because I think she adds something extra to the women's tour that some of the other players don't have. There's a sort of like a fire in her when she's on court. I like it. And... uh long may her fans keep on following her around i mean they're better than the carotas i'm not sure i'm down with the carotas the carotas uh, a little bit cringe but i'm guess it's guys comedy aspect as well right third quarter jess pagula favorite at 2.75 von trusova at fives samsonova eights svitolina 11s keys here 11s take note jg Maybe pop some on keys there to win her quarter. Leila Fernandez at 19s. Garcia at 13s. Yeah, interesting section that one. If you don't think Pagula's going to get there, definitely whack something on one of the others in there because you could make some money. And then the last quarter, Saba the favourite at 2.2. Ons Jabur second favourite at 6s. Kasakina 12s. Kim Winzang 13s. Klaichikova 17s. Sophia Kennan, 23s, but she's coming off a bit of an injury, so don't uh, yeah, don't rely on her too much. Vekic down there at 34s. Surprised Noskova's above Vekic. That's a bit crazy. Noskova at 26s and Vekic 34s. And Pliskova at 26s as well. I mean, I'm, I'm not so sure on that. Pliskova... 
Well, I'll say that. I'll say that now and then she'll go on and she'll go and impress, won't she? Right, so we've gone through some of the odds there on the women's side as well. Let me know again in the comment section who's good value for you. Who are you putting your money on? I want to hear it here first, see if I agree. Uh, JG, I'm sure he'll be putting one on from some location wherever he is. Let's get on to the latest news, though, because there have been some stories happening. And we'll get to the first story here, and it is the uh, withdrawal, which was Paola Badoza withdrawing from the US Open. Sad to see one half of City Doza bowing out. She will be replaced by a qualifier lucky loser, and she was supposed to be playing Venus Williams as well, so we don't get that matchup either. All qualifiers and lucky losers will be drawn into the main draw at the completion of qualifying, which has happened. We will go through the qualifiers very soon after the news section and we've got here also another person withdrawing it is Bianca Andreescu former champion and this is her back injury which has ruled her out and she will now be replaced by a qualifier in the draw very very sad she's a big miss when it comes to the US hard courts the injury problems continue for Bianca Andreescu I feel terrible for her this is so many injuries just back to back i mean excuse the pun i know it's a back injury but she is just seems to be just constantly injured and this is just a terrible thing for somebody who showed so much promise someone to beat serena williams in the u.s open final not many people can say they've done that and she did it and that was when serena was still playing decent tennis too well, wish her a speedy recovery. And Paola Badoza, who is out for the season as well, which is terrible for her. But if if that's what it takes to get back to full fitness, then so be it. And now let's move on to this other news, which is about the draw. Most favorable women's US Open draw. And we got the top five. Coco Goff is number one. And this is using AI draw analysis, apparently. So, Coco Goff, could she do it? She's got the easiest draw, apparently. Ons Jabur has the second easiest draw. Iga Sviantek, the third. Jess Pagula, the fourth. And Yelena Rabakina has the fifth easiest draw. So, there are some names for you. And some very, very good ones at that. I mean, my final I've picked Coco Goff, Jess Pagula. Well, if they've got two of the easiest draws then we might well see it i mean who knows let me know do you think that that is an accurate thing that ai has put up there or do you disagree with it i think it's fairly accurate to be honest quite like that and maybe that gives rabakina some hope as well because rabakina she's not been in very good form we could do with seeing her come back to that, like the Ice Queen style, the the one that's able to defeat Eager. But when will that return to the court? We'll have to wait and see. Right. So that's just a quick news that I've just gone through there. Just a few stories today, and I want to get onto the tennis shootout. That's right. It's a solo tennis shootout. So I'm gonna to have to be asking you a question. Right, so this is going to work slightly differently this week. And because I can't ask JG the question, 
I'm going to ask you, the listeners and the viewers at home, a question. And I want you to put your answer in the comment section because you're going to have to do a little bit of research. I was thinking to myself, what question can I really give people that they can't just Google the answer to? I mean, and I thought, GTL trivia. So here we go. Going to have a GTL themed tennis shootout question. And this is for the audience only. Well, it can be for JG as well, but he is part of the audience, I guess, this week. So uh, the US Open, I'm not sure if anyone was aware. If you weren't, then I'll tell you. It was the first tournament that GTL ever covered a live uh, watch along for. But which match was our first ever live watch along? So put the answers in the comment section and we will reveal the answer. Well, I'm sure if you know it, great. We will reveal the people who got the answer right in the next episode. So that will be, well, I'm sure we'll give you a shout out as well on the uh, <laughs> on the podcast. There's going to be so many matches, but the next episode of the countdown, we will remember to give you a shout out as well. So rem- that's it. The first match we ever covered as a live watch along. Which match was it? Pop the answers in the comments. Now I can move on to the next section, which is supposed to be the rankings update. But we're going to have uh, this week, it's going to be the qualifiers that have qualified instead. So I don't have a button for that. So we'll just move straight on into it instead. All right, here we go. I'm just going to, I'm just freestyling this one this week. So here we go with the men's. And you can see in red, they are noted. So. We have Emilio Nava was a qualifier that came through and he will be facing Casper Ruud in the first round. So uh, an American, that makes it interesting. Casper Ruud, last year's finals should be an easy win for him. But who knows? You could always drop sets earlier in these slams if the crowd is on the opponent's side. we got Kokonakis is going to be up against now Yu Su Su. Um... That's not the easiest first first match. Sue, very good player. We've got Travaglia up against Tommy Paul. I think Tommy Paul should be able to beat him. We've got Vertanen, who got through against Shang in the final round of qualifying. He's up against Echeverri. We've got Moreno de Albaran up against Lorenzo Sanego. So that one, that could be an interesting one. I'm sure JG will be fancying him to take a set there. Dominic Stricker up against Alexi Poprin. That should be a very good first round matchup. Melangeli Alves against Kaina Shikuri. We've got Tituan Drogwe. I'm not sure if I've got that pronunciation right. He's up against Lorenzo Musetti. We've got Jacob Mensik. And this is someone, uh, Peter Zaremba, one of our members, has been uh, speaking about a lot, saying uh, this young Czech player, definitely uh, one to watch and they're cheering him on one of my faves here he is Timofey Skatov he is a qualifier he was actually um, a qualifier that was actually able to play on the show court to do his final qualifying match which he beat um, Duckworth really good performance he's qualified in style Skatov but he does have Alex de Menor in the first round that's a terrible draw Hugo Delian versus Borna Gojo Gojo, good chance there to go through. Enzo Quaco, we've got against Yuri Vesely. Mm, Quaco could win that. Svaja, 
Uh, not sure if that's the right way to say it. He's up against Solundalo. We've got two qualifiers playing each other. We've got Sh uh, Shima Bakulu and Gaston. Tough to call that. And Gael Monfils has been drawn against the qualifier. He has Taro Daniel there. So there, the qualifiers, that's where they've been placed in the draw. And now I can have a look at the women's, which is slightly more difficult because they haven't highlighted them in red. But I'm just going to have to go off the names. And I know that Cochieretto was obviously a seed. And she'll be playing Kaya Yuvan in the first round. Kaya Yuvan, very, very tough qualifier to, to come up against. And I think Yuvan could beat her. That's my personal opinion. Let me know if you agree. We've got uh, Prorosa. Um, I said that right? Prorosa. Prorosa. Oh, my word. Tough on that one. Uh, versus Wozniacki in the first round. We've got Birol, a lucky loser, up against Jen Brady. We've got Millian Bjorklund up against uh, Elisa Mertens. Gadecki is versus Andreva. That's interesting. So... Mira Andreva up against uh, Gadecki. Not the, not the easiest one. We've got Giacomo up against Sorenko. We've also now, so here we go, Coco Goff's uh, first match is against Laura Siegeman. We've got uh, Miyazaki, the Brit, Lily Miyazaki, is up against uh, Betova, formerly Gasparian. We've got Xin uh, Wang up uh, up against Volinets. Volinets went through, and she who is it? She knocked out in the last round. Somebody pretty good in the final round of qualifying. Let me just find that out for you. Volinets, yeah, Katie Volinets knocked out. Oh, it was at the other Andreva. Yeah, so the sister of Mira Andreva was knocked out by Volinets. So we've got Garcia against uh, Wang in the uh, first round. We have uh, Han versus Von Drusova. We've got Wickmeyer with a lucky loser against Von Areva. We've got uh, Pavlyuchenkova against Crawley. Don't know much about Crawley, but interested to see how she gets on. Montgomery against Lees. Minnan against Williams now. We've got Vickery versus Vekic. And then finally... Uh, Rusa versus Pliskova. Hmm. How will she get on? Pliskova probably fancy a chance there, but never say never with Pliskova, I always say. So that was the end of the qualifiers that have made it into the main draw. I'm interested to see how all of them fare. I feel that in past years they've been slightly stronger. Um, not sure I'm going to see too many of those go too far. That's my personal opinion. Tell me who you think is the qualifier which you think is going to go furthest in this tournament. And let's wrap up this final episode of the countdown with the surprise packages. We're just going to take a look at who myself and JG both have. Here we go. And this is just a recap, really. We're not going to add any other people. I mean, you can see there's quite a comprehensive listing for the US Open already. I'll go all the way down here. As you can see, JG has on the men's side Eubanks, Lehechka, Berrettini, Monfils, and Andy Murray. Uh, I have Hachanov, Zverev, Shelton, Herkatch, and Mickelson. So there you go. So, And you can see there I put the rankings where they were ranked when we picked them. 
So that's how we're going to be determining the points on how we get some points for this. JG will probably fill us in on how we get the exact points. Uh, probably work it in his favour somehow. So we have keys for JG. Fernandez. Andriescu is now withdrawn, so he's going to have to re-pick one of those. Collins and Stevens. Now I've got Mila Andreeva, Svitolina, Alicia Parks, Emma Navallo, and Sophia Kenin. Let me know in the comment section who's got the better selection, who do you think is going to do better on the men's and the women's, and let me know your surprise packages as well in the comment section. We always love to read all of your comments, so don't forget to just pop them in there, and we will respond to as many as possible. So that's the surprise packages finalized for the US Open. Let me know your surprise packages in the comments section below. And before we leave, well, for one last sleep before the US Open, we have to have a look at which matches are going to be coming up first. Iga Sviantek versus Rebecca Peterson. And then there is Francis TFO against Tien. And then we've got the evening session, which is showing Coco Goff versus Laura Siegman and Novak Djokovic versus Alexander Muller. Let's have a look at Louis Armstrong, who they've got on for their first day. We've got Azalenka Ferro, Stevens Hadabmeyer, and Taylor Fritz versus Big Steve Johnson. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be exciting. The US Open starts today. Make sure to join us for all the matches, all the coverage, all the news. If there's only one place to be, and that's on GTL. Can't wait to see you for all of the live streams. And come on, let's go. The US Open starts now. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.